Okay, let's let's uh, let's uh, let's jump in. The Mishnah in, in Avos in Perek Hey Mishnah Zion. Shiva Dvarim Bagolem, the Shiva Dvarim Bechacham. The Chachamim said, said, teach that there are seven attributes that we find in a golem and seven attributes that we find in someone who is wise. Doesn't speak before someone who is wiser than him. They don't doesn't interrupt his friend from speaking. And he's not quick to respond to something. Meaning someone says something to him or asks him a question. He, he receives the content and he thinks about it, and then he answers. Right? It's the difference between responding and reacting. Right? When, when a doctor is checking your reflexes in the office and hits your knee with a little, that little rubber hammer and, you're, and, you're, and your leg jerks, so it's, it's not a response. It's just a reaction. Right? It's, not a, it's, not a, it's not a conscious response. So how many times do we, do we respond, does a person respond to something that's being said to him in the same way that their knee jerks when, when they're hit with a rubber hammer? It's not a conscious response. It's just, it's just a primal reaction. He's not, he's not responding in a primal, impulsive way. He's thinking about it, formulates the idea, and then he responds. Shoel Kenyanu Meshiv Kalacha, he asks appropriately and answers also appropriately. Right? A, there are discussions in Chazal about what type of question is appropriate in what context. Yeah, the Shloshim Yom Kodum Lachag, that uh, 30 days before the Chag, uh, a person should study the laws of that Chag. Many Mepharshim, the Ran, for instance, in Masachas Megillah says that that refers to when it is appropriate to bring up questions about Hilchos HaChag in the Beis HaMedrash. Right? During the rest of the year, the, right, if, you're, if you're learning Baba Kama, so you ask a question about Baba Kama. But 30 days before Pesach, so then you can start bringing up questions about Pesach. Before, right, three months before Pesach, it's not rele- if you're in the middle of morning Seder, it's not relevant to talk about Pesach. Yeah? When you get to 30 days before Pesach, so then you can write. So Shoel Ke'inyan, Ke'inyan, he's oriented, he knows what's going on. The Omer al Rishon Rishon al Achron Achron. He answers right in an orderly fashion. He doesn't right if there are things in front of him, if there are tasks in front of the person. You don't go sporadically to address them. You address them in the order that right? you think. It could be that you have to think about what the order should be. That's fine. But once you determine what the, what the appropriate order is, you prioritize things. You don't go sporadically from one thing to another thing. Omer lo shamati. Something that he has never heard. He says, "I don't know." Right? Rather than make something up on the spot to make yourself look semi-competent, um, you, you say that, in fact, you're not familiar. And he admits to the truth, meaning even if, it ha- even if it undermines him, that's the context of what's being said, meaning even if something undermines his own position, he admits to the fact that this is the case. And the opposite of these qualities, meaning the absence of these qualities, we find in a golem. Golem is like a man-made person? We're about to find out. So, the... <coughs> we find in... We find in... In Ma'asa Bereshis. In the Torah... 
begins to speak about how the world came into being, the use of the language is so profoundly precise that it's, 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 it, it's almost supernatural that we're able to get anything out of it at all. When, right, when every small, infinitesimally small detail of what's being given over has cosmic significance, literally, it's, it's almost impossible to get anything from it. Right? There is a Masora in the Bale Nistar that in the word Bereshus, the word Bereshus, every single mitzvah in the Torah is alluded to in the one word. I've seen Svarim composed by masters of this, air, of this dimension in Torah that literally list every single one of the 613 mitzvahs, how it's alluded to in that one word. I heard from Ramosha Shapiro one time story, someone came into the cloisters of the Gra and asked him at random, and uh, I just had a son, I just had my, I just had a, I just had my firstborn son, where is the mitzvah of Bechor, of Pidjun, Pidjun Bechor, alluded to in my Sabrejus? So the Gra, obviously without skipping a beat, right? Biyom Rishon, Okay. Bez Reish. Biyom Rishon. Right? Achar. Excuse me. Ben Rishon. Achar Shloshim Yom Tivne. The first child, after 30 days, you redeem it. Right? Rashi Tevos Bereshis. Anyway, this is to illustrate this fact. Everything that's being said in the opening sections of Bereshis. Yeah, it does work out. Yeah, it does. <laughs> in the opening sections of Bereshis, everything is profoundly precise, profoundly precise, okay? We find in the opening say, that, that, the, that the fundamental order of Maisa Bereshis is the process of bringing things from a state of disarray and disorder into increasingly more and more order. That's what we find. The Ramban holds, by the way, that that's the pshat, that's just the simple pshat level of the words vayi erev, vayi boker. It can't mean evening and morning as we know, like the sun sets and then now it's evening and the sun rises again, now it's morning. It can't mean that, right? It can't mean that, obviously, because there's no sun until the fourth day. Yeah? <coughs> Erev, ta'aroves, a jumble, a mixture, an dis- undiscernible mixture, and boker miloshon levaker, to discern, to discern from a, ju- from a disarray into discernibility, right? From, from chaos into order. And the device that is used to create, to create this order, to bring order into this, into these layers of, of chaos, of tohu vavohu, is the Dvar Hashem, Vayomer Elohim, God said. And as the Navi says in Tehillim Lamed Gimel, right, Bidvar Hashem Shomayim Nasu, Viruach Piv Kol Sivam, with the breath of his mouth, the breath. We're going to get back to that in a moment, right? The Ruach, okay? Now, in the very opening sections of the Torah, before the, before the, Dibra, before the Ma'amoros <laughs> even start, we're given the baseline description of what is the state of reality before the Ma'amoros begin, okay? The Ha'aretz Ha'isah Tohu Vavohu, okay? The creation was in a state of tohu and bohu. The best translation to that could be that there was absolutely no form or content to any, to any of the base material in the Bria. No form at all. Okay? Ve'ruach Elohim merachefes al And the ruach, okay, getting back to the ruach, the ruach of Hashem was floating above the water. 
The water. Which water are we talking about? What's the water? The idea of water, not, right, not, in, not just the material H2O, like the water that we drink, the water that was used to make this tea, but rather Mayim as a primordial state of being. Midrash Rabbah, in Parshish Bereshis, in Perak Hay, Betchila Seder Bereshis, Kol Ha'olam Kulo Hayamayim Bemayim. At the very beginning of creation, the whole Bria was in a state of Mayim Bemayim. Mayim means the state of formlessness. Why is that? Because water, water is, is inherently formless. Water does not take a shape. Okay, if you make it very, very cold, it will turn into ice. That's true. But that's, that's just because that, those circumstances are stabilizing it temporarily. In its natural form, so to speak, water is inherently formless, which is why water is always Lashon Rabin. There's no such thing as the singular water. It's always multiplicity because it can never be one uniquely distinct thing. Mayim. Okay, there's no singular term for water. It's interesting how in, in many languages, <laughs> the, the etymological similarities between the word for an, in, for, for, for an inquisitory question, what, and the, and the word for water are very, very strongly connected. Like in Latin languages, you have qua and aqua. Qua is like what and aqua is water. In English, we have what and water. In Lashon HaKodesh, we have mayim and ma. Right? The idea being that water has, when you look at it, when you look at it, it's, it, it, it fundamentally doesn't have a form. It has no tzura. It's lacking all form. Right? Mayim represents, it embodies, and the, the primordial water that we are referring to that the Ruach Elohim, the spirit, okay? Again, the spirit that's, that, that is going to take the job of forming the world into increasingly more stabilized forms of order, okay, from Erev into Boker, is on this Mayim that is fundamentally formless. That's the Mayim. And eventually we get from more, increasingly more and more Boker, more and more order, more and more differentiated species, right? More and more symbiotic harmony, until the very, very end, we get to the Adam. The Adam is the final step of the Bria. And we find that the final step of this Bria of Adam is supposed to have a relationship, a unique relationship with all the other stages that preceded it. That the Adam is supposed to have a unique interaction, a very, very specific interaction with the rest of the Bria. To work the Bria and to guard the Bria. It says, it says, Rudu that Adam was supposed to conquer the land, but not conquer it in the sense that I've conquered it and now I can do whatever I want with it. No, that's not what it is. Conquering it in, in terms of being able to wield the Bria, to, 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 have, to, take, to take control of the Bria, but to take control to the extent that you're able to be Oved and Shomer, that you're able to work it, develop it, and guard it. Yeah? A person can say that they, right, that, they, that they own their children. That doesn't mean that they can, you know, that they could just do whatever they want with their children. On the contrary, owning, owning, a, chi- owning a child, the extent you can say that you own the child, is the single biggest responsibility that anyone has. Yeah? So when, we, so when Adam is told to conquer the world, it means conquer it so that you can do this Oved and Shomer business. But this is the process of the Bria. The process of the Bria is, is that the world comes into being and it's Mayim B'Mayim. 
it is utterly devoid of any tzura. It has no form whatsoever. And then the, the process of step after step of vayomer, 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 more ruach, more ruach, bringing in more spirit. It forms the world into something discernible. It forms the world into something functional. Until Adam comes in with his ruach Elohim, the Ruach Elohim is now transferred to another being. There's another being that has this unique Ruach. The Ruach that allowed the world to become more and more orderly. There's another being now that has that. Adam. Adam now has that Ruach. And Adam is supposed to maintain, to maintain that process of bringing more and more order into the world. Adam is supposed to maintain that process now. The Golem, Rabosai. What does Golem mean? What does the word golem mean? Just at the simple word, word, word interpretation level, okay? Golem means something that is formless. That's what it means. Even in modern Hebrew, we say golmi, chomer golmi. It means that it's raw material that has no form at all. Clay, right? What's the difference between a lump of clay and a vase that is, you know, fashioned on the potter's wheel? At a base material level, there is no difference at all. It's the same material. The difference is only in the fact that there was human inspiration that entered this, this base material and made it into something functional. It's the Ruach. That's, all, that's, the, that's the difference. And the Ruach is nothing. You can't hold on to it. It's not tangible. But it's everything. It makes all the difference. Because once the Ruach is injected into this, it makes it into something. The difference between the Chacham and the Golem is that the golem is a person who has no tsura. He has not been formed by anything. I'm reading from the parish of the Rambam on, uh, on, this, uh, on this Mishnah. This is very confusing. Yeah, here we go. The golem who odam sheyeshbo malas hegionios umidosios. A golem is someone who has potential in the areas of the intellect and in the areas of his midos. They have not yet been formed and they're not in any order. They're lacking, they haven't been developed fully and they're in a jumble. They're in a jumble. Right? The difference between, as we just said, the difference between a, you know, a ball, a lump of raw material and the fully formed vessel. That's the difference. Right? This is the parallel. The parallel of Briyas HaOlam itself. Okay? That, 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 the, the Ruach Elohim was hovering over the golem. It was hovering over the Mayan. And then this Ruach was able to give the thing form. It was able to inspire this thing, so to speak. We speak, just the way that we speak. You, know, you pay attention just, just a little bit, okay? We say that a person, okay, there's a spirit, okay? And the spirit animates the thing. The spirit inspires. That's what it does. It inspires. When you breathe, it's called the process of res respiratory. Respiratory just means the process of the spirit. That's what it means. That's, that's literally what the word means. The spirit gives the thing its nature. It gives the thing its form. <coughs> we, find in, we find in the Mikdash that Klai Yisrael are told to build.
that Kali Yisrael are told to are told to, are told to are told to build in this week's parsha. Okay. Jewish people are told to take from themselves an offering in order to build. Right, each individual Jew is supposed to bring what they can to build this mikdash. Yidvenu libo means the giving spirit. We find this explicit later on in Parshas Pekudeh. Okay? Asher nadvo rucho. That his spirit was, was, was of a giving spirit. The nadivut, the nadivut that is the vehicle by, via which the mikdash is built is a ruach. It's a very specific type of ruach. And with this ruach, the mikdash is built. We... I'm reading from the Midrash Rabbah in uh, Simon Lamed Gimel... Excuse me. Parsha Lamed Gimel Simon Dalit. To you is everything in the heavens and the earth. Everything that God created above, He created below. And it gives several examples. It's, it's quite long, this list of examples. We'll just give a few. It says that God created the, the, the cloud. So there's a cloud above and there's a cloud below. Srafim omdim mimalo, these angels called Srafim are standing at attention before God. Lamatan atsei shitim omdim. Atsei shitim. The cedar, the cedar wood that formed the outer perimeter of the Mikdash is supposed to represent these Srafim. Yoshev hakruvim, God sits amongst the Kruvim in Shamayim. And paralleling that in the Mishkan, Vahayu hakruvim. Vahayu hakruvim, meaning on the Aaron. Okay. Yehirakia besochamayim. There should be a a a separation between the upper waters and the lower waters. Okay. Paralleling that down below, vihivdila haparochas, that the that the that the that the that the partition will separate the different sections of the mishkan. There's going to be a parochas separating the azara from the kodesh and the kodesh kadashim from from the from the from the outer kodesh. Etc. We see here, Rabosai, that the that the that the mikdash that is meant to be built by the Jewish people is supposed to be a microcosm of the entire bria which God intended to bring about. It is supposed to represent in the in 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 a in a in a in a concrete way. It is supposed to embody the model of the bria. And if and and, and as we saw, if the model of the bria is taking chomer gelim raw material and imbuing it with a ruach in which it can represent and manifest a godly divine source, that is the process of the mikdash. The low ode, says the Midrash, I'm continuing from the same, from the same siman, the low ode, that God left that whole intricate world above and decided to take the lower version instead. As it says, Build me a mikdash there, and I'll come, and I'll dwell there. Meaning it wasn't enough, Kavayachal, for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to be up in the 
you know, in the upper Mikdash, in the upper version of the Mikdash. He, he wanted there to be a Mikdash here. Because again, the whole process, the whole process of Maisa Bereshis was to make increasingly more dimensions of order, more and more, more and more levels and gradations of order that can be imbued with Ruach Elohim. The Shamayim, it doesn't need, the Shamayim doesn't, we say, we say in Tehillim, right? we say this in the, in the, in the, in the, in the Prakim of Halal, right? Shamayim, Shamayim, Hashem, Va'aretz, Nasan, Livnei What does that mean? What that means, Rabbi the Omek Hapshat of that Pasuk is the following. The Shamayim are, are already Shamayim. Meaning they were created as Shamayim. They were created as a finished product. They don't need any more correction. The Ha'aretz Nothan Livnei Adam, the land, the earth was given to man to make them Shamayim. Shamayim, Shamayim, Nashem. They've already, they've, they're already good to go. They're good. The Aretz was given to, to Bnei Adam to make them Shamayim. They're not finished. The Aretz was given as a Chomer Gelem, as a Golem. It was given as a Golem so that the Adam could make them Shamayim. So yeah, there's a parallel. There's the Srafim Omdim Mimal and there's the Rakia Besoch Hamayim and there's all that going on up above and that was, that was created in its state of perfection already. But down here, there's Chomer Gelem that has the potential to be exactly like that. And not only can it be exactly like that, but it can be even more lofty. Because the, because the input, the input of the Adam to imbue that with Ruach, that itself has a profound, profound value. We see in the, we see in the, in, in one of the, in one of the visions of, of, of Daniel, one of the more well-known visions of Daniel, that he, right, I saw a man on the throne. A man. Okay? This, this, is all, this, is all, this idea of the man on the throne is already alluded to in other, in other prophets, including Yechezkel, but the idea that there is this supreme vision which involves a man sitting on the throne. What is the throne, Rabosai? We refer very often, we see sources in Chazal uh, and other places perhaps referring to the Kisei Kavod, the divine throne. You think it's like the big chair. God has a big chair up, up there in Shemayim because God has a big chair, really nice chair. What is the Kisei Kavod? What does it mean that there's a Kisei Kavod? Says the Rambam in the first Chalik of Mer I forget which parak right now, but it's close to the beginning. Rambam says the following, Kiseh HaKavod. Kiseh HaKavod means the device by which God allows His presence to be known in the world. That's what it means. Any phenomenon by which God is made known in the Bria, that's the Kiseh. That's the throne. Says the Rambam, what's the prime example of the Kiseh HaKavod? The base HaMikdash. The base HaMikdash is called the Kiseh HaKavod. He brings a Pasuk from Yimio. Kiseha kavod, kiseha kavod, morom merishon, makom mikdashen. The mikdash is the kiseha kavod because that is the most powerful vehicle by which God's shechina is made present in the world. The vision of Daniel and others of the Adam Yoshev al hakisei 
is the symbol of the Adam coming into the Bria, taking the Chomer Gelem, right, taking the Golem and making it and, and imbuing it with the Ruach. Imbuing it with the Ruach. The Mikdash is the... the Mikdash is at the same time a representation of the entire Bria, the entire world, as we saw a moment ago in the, in the, in the, in the Shmos Rabbah. And it is also a representation of the individual human, the individual man. There is a fascinating contrast that the Malbim wrote, which is printed in the standard editions of the Malbim on, uh, on Shemos, called Rimze HaMishkan. I uh, highly recommend just, just perusing through this at some point. Right? It's, it's, on, it's on Parshas Truma and Tetzave, essentially. And the entire Kuntras is going through each one of the Kalim in the Mishkan and describing, it's not just the Kalim, it's also the layout of the, of the structure of the Mishkan itself, describing how the Mishkan is a model of the human being. The human being. I'll just give one example to, 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 to be mamchish, this idea. The Aron, the Aron HaKadosh. Listen to this, Rabbi, so this is unbelievable. Okay. <laughs> says, the, says, says the Malbim, right? What is the, right, the, the, the highest point, right? The top of the hierarchy, so to speak, in the components of the man. Right? Not just the man, the, the human being. It's the mind. It's the Seichel, right? The Aron HaKodesh is a representation of the Seichel. How is that? The Aron is built with three layers, Right? Gold on the outside, a layer in, of wood in the middle, and then gold in the, right? Okay? The, the mind, the head, has the three layers. Skin, bone, the skull, and then the membrane covering the brain. How is the brain structured, Rabosai? How is the brain structured? The brain is structured in two lobes. The two luchos are the two lobes of the human brain. I promise you he says this. You could look it up. Okay? And he says the Shita in the Gemara and Baba Basra on Daf Hey, it says that the. the, the, the it's actually a Machlokas Tanayim, but, but, but this is seemingly how we pass in Lamaisa. That the, that the Sefer Torah of Moshe, that Moshe Rabbeinu wrote was also positioned in the Aron. Okay? That's the brain stem that shoots out of the two lobes of the brain and connects it with the rest of the body. Adkan. And every single Kli in the Mishkan, in the layout of the Mishkan itself, is, 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 is in the macro, the structure of the, of the Adam. The Adam al-Hakise. Adam al-Hakise means, again, the Ruach, the Ruach, the divine spirit that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave over to Adam to be able to be the Tzalem Elohim, to act out the godly-like act in, in the Bria, to take the Chomer Gelem and imbue it with Ruach Hashem. This is the, this is all acted out, all acted out profoundly at every level in, in the Mikdash. Not, not, not all ruchos are made, are made, are made equal. The ruach is only the, 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 the force by which the thing is given form. That's all it is. But things could be given a good form, and things could be given a not such a good form. We see this explicitly in the Psukim. Explicitly. Right? An example from Sefer Shmuel Aleph. The Ruach Hashem Sarah Me'im Shaul. The Spirit of God left Shaul. 
Uba'usu ruach ra Hashem. And an evil spirit, an evil spirit came from Hashem and imbued him. Right? It, 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 it took over. It took over. Whereas the ruach Hashem was guiding Shaul from that, from right up until that point, that ruach left and there was a new ruach that came. And both of these ruchos, they function in a similar way. Again, they're, they're, they're there to define the chomer gelem in front of them. They make the thing. They characterize the thing in front of them. They characterize the Adam himself or herself. And they also characterize whatever is being built by the Adam. Where's the czar? Oh, here we go. As I've said in the, in the past, it's, it's important for us to approach these things with a certain level of humility. Uh, and this section in particular, it's important to, uh, to pay attention. I'm reading from the Zohar in Parshas Truman, Daf Kof, Kuf Chof Ches. Besifra <clears> Dechar <throat> De Olef Ashmadai Lishlomo Malka. The book, there was a book of sorcery that the being known as Ashmadai, who the Gemara in Gitin tells us is the, the dominant force in the, in the domain of forces that we don't want to interact with. And he had a certain relationship with Shlomo Amelach, also given in great detail over there in the Gemara in Gitin. And one of the things is the Zohar that he taught over a book of Harashai, of sorcery, to Shlomo. And one of the teachings in this book of sorcery was the following. Anyone who wants to ensure that he will not be taken over by an evil spirit. Ruach Masava. Ruach Masava literally means an impure spirit. Okay? Ula kafia ruach achara. Know that it will take tremendous effort. It is necessary to purchase it, to purchase, to acquire this, to acquire the proper ruach with full, full compensation. Everything, anything that is required. With whether it's a minute thing or a, or a significant thing, he has to pay for it in order to in order to merit the positive spirit. Begin the ruach mesava damin tader b'magana uverekana. The ruach mesava, the evil spirit. Again, I said evil. It's not evil. The the imp, the impure spirit is the opposite. It is always available. Is damin tader. It is always available. B'magana for free uverekana. With emptiness, the izdaban below agra, and it is sold without any compensation. Meaning, you can get it for free. and ends up forcing itself onto men in order to dwell within them. and it convinces them. It convinces them to allow, to allow it to come in. The ruach kudshalavachi, but the holy spirit, ruach hakodesh, is not like this. Ela ba'agar shlim, Zohar repeats itself, right? With full compensation, bi'istadlusa rav v'sagi, with tremendous effort, 
ubi dakusa de garme, and with purification of himself, ubi dakusa de mishkene, and purifying his domain. A person has to purify himself and the domain in which he lives. Uverusa de liba, and with full willingness of the heart. The aldaksiv, and on this it is written, the truma. Me'es kol ish, me'ahu de ikre ish, from that which is called the man, right? The ruach nediva, the one who comes with the, with the, with the, with the, with the, with the giving spirit. Rabbi they say, they say in, they say in marketing today, that if you're involved in something and you're not, if you're not paying for the product, you are the product. The Ruach Mesava, the impure spirit, comes, the difference, this is the, fundament, this is the fundamental difference. This is how you know if the Ruach is a Ruach Mesava, an impure spirit, or if it's a Ruach HaKodesh. This is how you know. The Ruach Mesava, the impure spirit, comes to a person and says, listen, let me come in for free. You don't have to put in any effort. Just let me take over. I'll take it from here. You just let me in, and you can be on autopilot. That's the Ruach Nesava. Ruach HaKodesh comes and says, No, no, you want me? You're going to work. And there's no discounts. Ba'agar Shlim, you're going to pay the full price. And everything, whether it's a big thing or a little thing, I'm going to make you pay. And not only am I going to make you pay, but I'm going to make you prepare yourself. These dakuse. You have, to, you have to purify yourself, to purify yourself, you have to purify your surroundings. If you want me, this is, this is what, this is, these are the rules, right? There's no free lunch. The difference between the Ruach Mesava and the Ruach HaKodesh is that the Ruach Mesava wants to possess a man. It's a virus. It's a virus. It's using you as a host. It just wants to act itself out and it's using you for, it's using you just to, just to, just to act out its own whims. The Ruach HaKodesh, no, the Ruach HaKodesh is a giving spirit. It's the Ruach Nediva. It's the Nediv Lev. It wants to give. It wants to develop. It wants to allow things to grow. And it says, listen, if this is going to happen, you have to prepare yourself. You have to purify yourself. You have to purify your surroundings. You got to work. You got to put in effort. That's the only way it's going to happen. That is the fundamental difference between the Ruach Ra and the Ruach HaKodesh. The Ruach HaKodesh that comes into the world to bring, to bring the Bria from a state of Golem to a state of Chacham, Shiva Dvarim Ne'emru B'Chacham, these incredibly ennobling qualities that are said about the Chacham. That he's constantly in a state of order. He's always conscious. He's mindful. He does things with intention. The opposite is with a Golem. A Golem has no intention. He is checked out. He's constantly checked out. You know why he's checked out? Because the Ruach Ra is running the show. He's not there. He's just acting out whatever the Ruach, the, the Ruach Ra happens to be there. He, he's, he's just on autopilot. He has no intentionality. He has no mindfulness. He has no awareness of anything. The Ruach Ra has taken him over. The Ruach HaKodesh is the Nediv Lev. The Nediv. Barak Mem Zion of Tehillim. We see, this is really, this is a Tehillim that many Kehilos and Klai Yisrael have the custom of saying before Tekiah Shofar, as a, as, a, as, a, as a preparation for this mitzvah. Kol ha'amim chaf hariu lelohim b'kol rina. All the nations in gather and enthusiastically call out to God with a singing voice. The 
Tehillim ends off with the following. Nidivei amim ne'esafu. Nidivei amim. The giving of the nations will gather in. Am Elohei Avraham. Am Elohei Avraham. Ki Elohim magine ores me'od na'ala. The Nedive Amim are the ones that identify with Avram Avinu. Again, it's not talking even about Jews necessarily. In fact, it's explicit that it's including all the nations. Anyone, anyone who has this, who identifies with the God of Avraham is a Nediv Lev. A Nediv Lev. We'll read two Perushim on why this is. On why, and, and the two Perushim, as we'll see, are the same. They're the same Perush. They're just, they're just looking at it from different perspectives. Nedive Amim, says Rashi, They identify something, they identify a value that is so beyond anything in the base material world that we're willing to be completely most nervous for it. There's no holds barred with this. It's the supreme value. Nedive Amim. Avram, this is a continuation of Rashi. Shahaya Nediv Lev Harishon. He was the first Nediv Lev. because he gave himself over to be to be the first one to be a, to be a, to be someone who is a, a live a life committed to Torah and fully oriented towards Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Says the Ibn Ezra on Am Elohei Avraham. Lios Am Leel Avraham. The Hiskiro, says the Ibn Ezra, it brings, it mentions specifically Avram Avinu. Ba'avor ha-nefesh sha'osa b'charon. V'chara b'chol makom b'shem Hashem. What is the nefesh that Avraham made in Charon? What is that referring to? His Talmidim. The Talmidim of Avram Avinu. Right? As Chazal say, Avraham alamed as ha-anoshim, that Avraham would teach all the men. B'sara as ha-anoshim, and Sarah would bring in all the women. Right? Asu, Asu. They both they had a they had they had a they had a base hamedrash in Charon, a base hamedrash in Charon, and one day they did, were getting up and, and they go. It's not just Sarah and Avram in their in their in their you know Anche Bezo. It's the whole entourage. The Nediv Lave of Avram Avinu was the, was this this was the Avram and Sarah were the were the were the, were the were the, the strongest manifestation of the Nadiva slave. They called out B'Shem Hashem. And they said, who wants this Ruach? Come, I'll give you. I'll give you of this Ruach. And he created souls. He created souls by doing this. Hanefesh Asher Osu. The people, they, they, it's, like, it's like they created them. <laughs> right? They called out. They called out in the name of Hashem and said, listen, this Ruach can make you from a golem into an Adam. That's what this Ruach can do. And this Ruach comes to its peak. It comes to its peak in the Mishkan. In the Mikdash, rather. Leeser Be'er. Leeser Diuk. Excuse me, this is, uh, this is Moed Katar. Chagiga is in the same line. It says the Gemara in Chagiga on Daf Gimel. How pleasant are your steps, the daughter of the Nediv? 
Says the Gemara, what is this referring to? Who, why are your steps pleasant? And who are you the daughter of? And who's the Nadiv? Says the Gemara, Nadiv ze Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu, as we just saw a moment ago. Right? It's a Beferish Apazog, that, right, that the Nadiv is Avram. Yeah? Okay? Ma yafu pa'amayich, how, lo- how beautiful are your steps? Meaning the steps that they're taking to go up to the Mikdash. That's when this Nadivos comes out. The Nadivos of Avram Avinu is expressed in the Jewish people coming and coalescing around the Mikdash. Because again, the Mikdash is, it's the epicenter. It's the most powerful embodiment of how this Ruach, of how the Ruach HaKodesh enters the world and makes a, a Chacham out of a Golem. It makes someone wise and ennobled out of someone who is completely formless. And it is a reenactment of the Ruach Elohim that was Merachefes al on the completely formless emptiness and void at the beginning of the Bria and made it into a fully functional world. A fully functional, perfectly synthesized, harmonized world. I'll just end off very, very quickly from this section from from Masilas Yasharim. After preceding all these previous steps that we've that we've spoken about, a person can ascend to a greater, even greater level. Hakodesh. The Holy Spirit. It's possible for a person to ascend to such a place that the keys of reviving the dead are handed into, and into his hands. Forgive me, I'm just looking for... Uh... Understand the difference, the fundamental difference between the one who is called the pure and the one who is called the Kadosh. What is the difference? The one who is called Tahar, it means that his interaction with the material world is only what is absolutely 100% necessary. He himself only intends to take from the material world what is necessary to keep him alive. And from that, through that practice, he, 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 he enters a state of purity. But he has not yet arrived at the state of holiness. Because his perspective, his relationship with the Bria, the relationship of the Tohar to the Bria is that if I could if I could if I could get away with not having any interaction with you, that would be better. That's the attitude of the Tar. Okay? The one who is cleaved, his soul is cleaved onto God constantly. 
His, his mind is constantly cleaved onto the love and awe of God. It is as if he is constantly walking before God in the land of the living. This man is like himself, a mikdash and a mizbeach. Like, like it is said in the Pasuk, that God ascended from him, referring to Avram Avinu. And as the Barashas Rabbah says, he's quoting from the Barashas Rabbah in, in uh, Parsha Pebez, The Avos themselves were like miniature Bate Mikdash. Because, the, because the, the divine presence dwelled upon them, just like it dwelled on the Mikdash. The food that they eat is akin to the sacrifices that were brought onto them as Beach. It was for sure a great elevation, all the material objects that were placed on the Mizbeach, whether it was the oil or the water or the, or the sacrifice, doesn't, right? all of these things were elevated through participating in this Avodah Hashem. So, so too the individual man, the individual human being who has brought himself to a place where, he is, where his whole consciousness is completely cleaved on to the muskalos elionos, as the Ramchal says, right? The, the, supernal, the supernal ideal. The supernal ideal. Every facet of his life has now transformed into another facet of the Mikdash. That's what it is. And any interaction that he has with the world around him is like an interaction that the Mikdash has with the world around it. Meaning, perush, perush, that this person with the Ruach HaKodesh, the Ruach HaKodesh, as the Ramchal says that he has, is able to imbue everything else with the Ruach HaKodesh. So not only has he been refined from the state of a golem, raw material, to a state of a refined Kli, but he can emanate out of the Ruach HaKodesh and make other things refined and elevated as well. The Nedive Amim. Avraham was the Nediv. And he had the Nadiv Ruach to make everyone around him, to transform them from a golem into a chacham. This is the Yisod, the Yisod of the Ruach HaKodesh, the Ruach HaKodesh, which Klai Yisrael are called upon to awaken, to awaken within them in order to build the Mishkan. V'shachanti b'socham, and I will dwell amongst them. Lo shachanti b'socho, I will dwell in the Mikdash. No, no, no. If, you're, if you pull this off, and you're able to build the mikdash properly, shachanti besocham, I will dwell amongst them. Besoch kol echad echad, within each individual one. That will be the totza'ah, that will be the consequence of, pull, of, 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 of accomplishing this avodah. And there's Rat Hashem. Be aware of this, Rabosai. We live in a world, people that think, people, 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 people that, 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 that casually dismiss the idea of the ruach ra, Ruach Ra, they think, right, this is, this is some type of, you know, superstitious nonsense that there's, right? If you think that there's no such thing as the Ruach Ra, that you're, you're in trouble. We live in a world where there are constantly, we are bombarded constantly with no respite by, a, by an army of Ruchos Ros that are constantly trying to make us their hosts so that we can act out what they were programmed to do. We all know exactly what I'm talking about. Exactly. There's no need to elaborate. And all of these things are ruchos ros. All they're saying is, just, just let me in for free. You don't have to pay for it. No, no, no. 
Just sign up. You have, you just, I have you in front of you. It's all there. You don't have to pay for it. Just keep looking at me, pay attention, and I'll take it from here. That's the rachra. And we are bombarded by these things mercilessly. And just being aware of the fact that that is, that that is the situation we're in, that's half the battle, or 75% of the battle. Just to know that they're out to get you. And it's offensive. Someone who has a smidgen of tsuras adam to them, just a small amount of tsuras adam, is offended when they realize that that's the situation. That there are these ruchos rows that are trying to hitch a ride on his mind and body so that, they, so that he can be a host for that. That, that that's, that's the majority of the battle right there, to, to know that that's the situation. And then when you're confronted by the Ruach HaKodesh, when you're confronted by your Rabbanim in Yeshiva, who are giving you Ruach HaKodesh, I'm not trying to make any statement about any particular individual, I'm just saying that this, this is the reality. They're coming to you with the Ruach HaKodesh. And they're coming and saying, listen, this is what I have. And it can make you better. It can make you stronger. And can, it can ennoble you and elevate you. But if you want it, you're going to work and it's going to be excruciatingly difficult. And you're going to purify yourself. And you're going to purify every domain of your being. But then when you do that, you're going to have the Ruach HaKodesh imbue every single facet of you to the point where you can shoot it back out into the Bria. That's the deal. So do you want the Ruach Ra? You want the Ruchos Ra'os? There's plenty of choices of Ruach. There's a full menu all the time of Ruchos Ra'os. Okay? Or do you want the Ruach HaKodesh? And the Nedive Amim, right? Am Elohei Avraham, the, the ones who identify with the God of Avram Avinu, are always, are always with their eyes to the Ruach HaKodesh, to the Nedivus, to the Nediv Lev. Mizrat Hashem. Chizkuvi Amis Tavavchem Kol Meyachalim Hashem.